0: Welcome to Scripture Snap. I am Brian.
1: And I'm Cassidy.
0: And we are a married couple uh, in ministry who are both passionate about bringing stories from the Bible into potentially a new light. So today we're going to talk about a story that maybe you've heard before, maybe you haven't, and talk about how we can apply it to our daily lives.
1: Thanks for joining us for this Scripture Snap.
0: Welcome to Scripture Snap, episode 11. This is our first week of Advent. We are going to be spending the next four weeks going through the Advent season. Uh, Cassidy has something kind of for every single week this week, based off of somewhat of the... This month. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, this month. Uh, And it's based off of, what was that thing that you had?
1: Yeah, so I found this random company called Grace Laced, and ordered their advent cards and they're really beautiful both in artwork and in their intent and so that's mm-hmm. what we're basing our series off of
0: right and so we're gonna be going through that and just telling stories um that we've either heard from our friends or uh maybe you submit to us shameless plug to maybe you <laughs> reach out to us tell us your stories about how you've seen uh god and christ in ways that you did not expect or we're kind of unprovoked. We're just gonna be telling stories about how we can see God um in this season beyond the presence, as in presence under the tree. <laughs> when Cassidy first said that to me, I thought presence as in presence of God. No. <laughs> um so I, you can understand There's why it's nothing was, beyond the yeah, presence of God. I was a little I was a little confused. Um so, anyways, Cassidy's gonna start us off today with a story from a friend of hers and kind of break things down. Things are going to look a bit different, uh, this Advent season than what we've kind of done the past 10 episodes, but yeah, uh, we're going to see how it goes. So I'm going to hand it right over to Cass.
1: Yeah. So what we hope, um, just a little addition to that, um, our goal is the same. We still want the Bible to come alive to all of us, um, in a new way. We're hoping that Jesus would be more real than ever. I don't know about you, but I know I need him more this year than (laughs) I've ever needed him. I think the world, I'm seeing the ways the world needs him more than I've ever seen him before. And so um, we're hoping that Jesus would be more real to all of us as we enter into this season and prepare ourselves for Christmas. Absolutely. Um, We're going to start this week's episode episode off, just like Brian just said, by talking about one of our friends, one of my friends, um, and how they've seen the faithfulness of God in their lives Um, My friend Courtney sent this story in and she's gracious enough to let us share it here. Um, She was talking to me about her college search and how difficult it was. We grew up in the same youth group um, and her small group came. our youth group was pretty small group based, and her small group became like a home to her. That's how she describes it and the thought of moving on to college um, and all of them going their separate ways that thought was a pretty scary one so when she transitioned into college courtney says that she felt the lack of home and family where she was until a friend reached out and invited her to a college ministry called delight ministries this is something that's on a few different campuses i don't know too much about it but i know it's a college ministry that a few different campuses Mm -hmm. have um But immediately, as Courtney described it, it was really beautiful to hear her talk about it. Um, She walked in, and she just felt like she was home, that same feeling of home and family. The next semester, the spring of her freshman year, she applied for a leadership position with little expectation of ever getting it. She says, you know, I was a freshman. I had just entered in. Why Why would they make me a leader? Why would they give me a leadership position? Um, but delight ministries on her college campus actually created a role for her. Um, she describes it as essentially planning parties. Mm. Um, and as Courtney talked about delight and her opportunity there, she she's she really she describes really well um, the way that God has provided the same feeling of home to her in college as He did in high school and growing up. Um, but then also her perspective goes beyond herself. She talked a lot about seeing this ministry as a way of offering to other women what she had in high school. And she, se- she sees the gaps in other women's lives um, of not having the deeply forming community that she had of a small group, Um And really, she named God's faithfulness in giving her an opportunity to not only still continue to experience that, but then also to help provide space for others to experience that as well. Um, And I just really love hearing the way. I love Mm. hearing stories of people recognizing the faithfulness of God in their lives. Um, He knows us so individually, which which is an obvious thing, I think, but... (laughs) um, He knows what we need and how we need it and when we need it. And it's completely different than the person next to us. And yet he gives it in those ways to those people. Um, And so as I heard Courtney talking about this, I just thought, what a gift to be loved by this God. Um, And so as we enter this Advent season, something that has really been in the last few years has been important to me is understanding where we personally are. If God loves us individually, how is going, how is he going to show up for us individually? Right. And we are not going to know that if we don't know where we are. Um, and so the first week of this Advent series that Grace Laced wrote is called our posture. And it's, Mm. And they have, they have daily, it's daily. Yeah. Um, we're not doing daily podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I don't have the production workflow to
1: do no, that. I don't have the words for that and nobody has the ears for it. Um, but kind of what it came down to as I was looking at the overview of it um, is just how do we enter this season celebrating God moving into our neighborhood? That's what the message version of John 1 says, is that Jesus, the word, became flesh. He moved into our neighborhood. How are we celebrating that this year? Where is our attention? Um, that, it's hard to necessarily understand, where is my heart? That's such right. a cliche church phrase. But to ask, where is our attention focused? Are we worried and what are we worried about? Um, what are our emotions like? And for me, I know this is a really weird year to try to celebrate and to try to hope. It's hard to talk about hope without sounding like I'm cheapening someone else's pain. And it's hard to celebrate the goodness of God when so many around us are suffering. And we're Mm -hmm. faced with that in a deeper and more realistic way than we ever have (laughs) been before. Um, And yet, with Jesus coming as a baby, Mm -hmm. there's hope. Yeah. He didn't come as a king, he didn't come as a political power. He came as a baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in God there is goodness. Yeah. And so as we enter this Advent season, which Advent is such a weird word. I don't even know what it means, <laughs> but it's this church calendar concept of celebrating the weeks before right. Christmas. And so it's taking Christmas a little more seriously mm. than What's going to be under the tree? How much money are we spending on people? Um, what do we want for Christmas? Um, but it's thinking, what does it mean that Jesus came? Yeah. And preparing ourselves for that over the course of weeks. Um, and it's a church calendar thing that the church for centuries has celebrated and has taken part in together universally. But anyways, as we enter this Advent season... Um, I'm really trying to take time to reflect, and I really encourage everybody who hears me. <laughs>
0: that includes me.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Mm. Um, no, just kidding.
0: You can't see her eyes, but I can.
1: <laughs> but I really encourage all of us to take some time to reflect. Are you hopeful? Are you expectant? Or do you have expectations for how God will show up? Mm. Um, and I think, are you hopeful? That's a hard one. Cause so hard, not really. And yet (laughs) we're called to hope that is a calling. That is something that we, as people who believe in Jesus coming (laughs) at Christmas time are called to step into. Um, so I'll try to move a little bit quickly, but Psalm 130 is where we'll be spending Mm. our time. Yeah. And it's in the middle of this collection of Psalms. It's called the Song of Ascent or Songs of Ascent. And so this is the Song of Ascent. This is what people would speak out loud as a group of people, as the people of God, when they were making the trek to Jerusalem. Mm. Um, and in Psalm 130, verses 5 and 6 stood out to me a lot as I was preparing about what is this? look like it talks about waiting for the lord and hoping in his word um it also it says my soul waits for the lord mm. it's not a like la-di-da waiting watching right. great british baking show until <laughs> god shows up it is it is a soul deep yeah waiting and it is dependent on the eternal mm. we're not waiting for something to come up Yes, we're waiting for the pandemic to end, but we're not just waiting for that. We're waiting for God to show up. Right. Um, And so it's not something temporary. And the psalmist compares in verse six, his waiting to the watchman waiting for morning. When I Googled watchman, the comic, Hmm. the watchman comics came up. So I don't really even know necessarily what a watchman is. Um, I think it has something to do with sailing. But all of my innocence and naivete aside, um, I love the analogy just because the thought of waiting for morning, to me, there's a sense of expectancy there. Like the watchman knows that the morning is coming. He knows that no matter what, no matter how bright or cloudy, the morning is coming. And there's more assurance, what the psalmist is saying is that there's more assurance than this, that our God will come and that his word will be completed. Mm. What he promises will be done. And we can be sure that he will come and that what he promises he will carry out. And I also love this analogy because it doesn't emphasize the how. So morning Mm. may be really stormy or maybe really clear. It could be bright or dark, warm or cold. Um, The watchman doesn't necessarily know what morning will look like, but he knows that it is coming. Yeah. And I think that's, to me, the main difference between having expectations for how God is going to show up and having expectancy that God will show up is not knowing how he's going to show up, but being ready for him to show up, whatever that means. Um, we don't know how God will act <laughs> and mm. some, as I was thinking about this, I was trying to think of some, like, we can't do this and we can do this. And so some of the things that I was thinking about is we can't rely on our expectations of how he should respond or show up. We can rely on his presence. Yeah. We can't rely on him bringing us a small group exactly like the ones we've had previously. Or completely opposite of the ones we've had previously. But we can rely on Him showing up when we show up to small Hmm. group. Yeah. We can't rely on our family changing their minds on anything. But we can rely on God showing up when we're feeling the tension of disagreement.
0: Hmm.
1: Still feels like tension. Yeah. But where is God in that? Yeah. We cannot rely on full physical healing. But we can rely on God's presence to be near, no matter what the healing looks Mm. like. Amen. We cannot rely on earthly relief of our anxiety, but we can rely on God being our comfort and peace. And what that looks like for me a lot, because that sounds like fluff words, (laughs) but what that looks like for me is he is my source of breath when all that I can do is take a breath. And that feels like too much. I know that that breath comes from God because I know I don't have breath in me. And we see in the Bible the difference between holding expectations and being expectant for the presence of God.
0: Hmm.
1: The Jews from various Old Testament prophets held an expectation that God would come as a king. Isaiah talks, specifically talks a lot about the mighty warrior, the God who will come in victory. Um, And that built an expectation On the part of the Jews, um, that God would come as a king ready to overrule the people who were persecuting the Jews. Ready to kill off the people who were doing bad things Mm -hmm. to the people of God. Instead, he showed up as a helpless baby. Hmm. He showed up not even in a proper room, much less a castle. Right. Right. And he would topple all sorts of social structures as the Jews understood them from the time that he could walk and talk, yeah. from the time he was born, from the time he was conceived. Right. Even. Um, and so we see the story of one woman who is expectant rather than looking for God to fulfill her expectations. Yeah. There are a few of these but especially in Luke one, Brian's going to tell the story of Elizabeth and how she really was expectant for the presence of God rather than holding expectations. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably know the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a really common story that um, if, if you haven't heard it, it's Luke one chapters five or sorry, verses five through twenty five but you know we we see um elizabeth and Zechariah who are old very very old and and zachariah is a priest and he goes into the temple and an angel appears to him and says you're gonna have a child and you're gonna name him john um, who we later on through the gospels know as john the baptist but zachariah being an old man and apparently a logical thinking man (laughs) looks at this situation and says, no, that's not happening. My wife and I are very old people. We cannot have children. And because of that, because of his doubt, because of his unwillingness to believe in the angel, the angel basically um, says you, this is still going to happen and you're not going to be able to speak until the child is born. Um, And it's funny because we, we look at the story quite often through the eyes of Zachariah and what's, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we look at this as the, what's the story to learn from Zachariah. Mm -hmm. But when we look at Elizabeth and we, and we look at it through those um, glasses, Mm -hmm. you know, we see a woman who is old, which back in this time, um, a woman's value was very much dependent on her family
1: the men of the, her family. The men of
0: her family, and if you had a woman who couldn't have children, <laughs> she wasn't really worth all that much back in this culture. But it makes a point to say that like she, Elizabeth and Zachariah were um, essentially like obedient to God. Like they obey the mm-hmm. Ten Commandments. They appear in the Ten Commandments and 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 those they sorts were of things. Good Jews. They were good Jews, and so like she obviously still saw value in herself like upkeeping the law and and being like a good person and and following God. But she just like, I can't imagine the kind of pain that that woman had to go through in that time when she, everything pretty much said, like she wasn't worth much, but it's funny that the angel appears to Zachariah Mm -hmm. and Zachariah is the one who says, no, this isn't happening. And then he's the one who is met with the punishment of not being able to speak. And then when Elizabeth falls pregnant, she immediately says um, that she or she immediately decides to go into ex, or not exile, but seclusion for like five months, it says. And she says, because the Lord has done this to me. He's
1: brought me out of my shame.
0: Yeah. And like he, and it's amazing how like, I I just find it really odd how um, both Elizabeth and Zachariah kind of ended up in the same situation. Um, They were both kind of secluded Zachariah because he couldn't speak for the duration of his wife's pregnancy and Elizabeth completely by choice, but they both got there two completely different ways (laughs) because Zachariah said, No, absolutely, this can't happen. And Elizabeth accepted it and said, This can and it is because the Lord is good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that what's easy to hear is be expectant and you get what you want. Yeah. Have expectations and be punished. Yeah. And I think a that's false and that's really toxic and so it's not that a certain attitude will earn you something in the eyes of god it's not that a certain outcome is based in your willingness to i don't know beat your expectations down or beat your anger down disappointment down yeah um my expect—I am a person who has high expectations, and so expectations is are something that I consistently fight, and a lot of times it's just—it's just disappointment. Yeah, it's just wanting more from something. It's wanting better for someone, um, and when those are unmet, then it's just hurt, um, and so I think what ex- what the idea of expectancy provides me is a little bit of hope of finding Jesus. Because when I have expectations then I'm looking for him in certain places and I miss him in other places. And we all yeah. know he surprises us. We all know he doesn't come and show up as we expect. Um, sometimes he does and that's great. And sometimes we just miss him. Yeah. Um, and so I think what, what we are praying that you don't hear is put away all expectations don't even bring them up to god just be expectant and you'll get what you want right um elizabeth didn't want to be pregnant as an old woman
0: (laughs) i don't think many old women would
1: (laughs) and she might may not have been old old like sarah was in abraham's wife (laughs) but she just was getting on in years um but she probably didn't want that. And I would say part of what expectancy takes is honesty. Yeah. So being able to say to God, I expected you to show up this way and you didn't and I'm mad about it is really healthy. Yeah. Um, let him speak to it. Don't necessarily just bury him all the time and that be the only thing you do. But um being expectant is not going to gain you what you want. It's going to gain you Jesus, yeah, which ultimately is what we want and not gain you because you win a prize, but because your attention becomes focused on him hmm. and on his presence and on where he is. Um, and so the questions that I asked earlier of, are we hopeful? Um, if no, then what are you trying to open? Um, What is your posture going into this season of thinking about Jesus coming? Um, Are you ready? Are you expectant? Are you looking for him everywhere and not just in a few places? Um, Where is your attention? That question gets me. If I'm anxious, where, what is causing me anxiety? Um, Hard questions to sit with. They're not fun because you have to think about your anxiety, but, um, but important because then we can redirect our attention to to the one who deserves it. And that doesn't mean that we disengage. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we sit back. It doesn't mean that we, in some ways, will be asked to engage in things that we disengage in now. Turning our attention to God is not, let's get out of this and pretend like the world doesn't exist. Yeah. But turning our attention to God gives us a little bit of perfect purpose and a little bit of hope and because jesus came as a baby we can do that yeah so
0: hey guys thanks for tuning in to this scripture snap you know Cass and i are always trying to improve the the quality of the podcast and the quality of the content of the podcast and so uh one of the best things that you can do for us right now is give us your feedback uh, you know, you can just send us an email at um, contact at co. That's contact at co. But you can always try to reach out to us on social media or leave a message through our anchor website at scripturesnap.co um, or however else works for you. Uh, but if you would like to assist further uh, financially or whatever, you can, uh, again, go to our website at scripturesnap.co and give to us online there also you can always share our posts and our podcast with um just anybody honestly uh we're really just trying to spread the word about it right now so that would be a huge help to share and spread the word um we're really just trying to reach as many people as we can so that we can um keep growing and help you to keep growing so
1: doing the lord's work yeah
0: trying at least so um, with that, Cast, you have a prayer to lead us out.
1: This week, Brian and I are praying for you that you would experience the breakdown of expectations and the building up of expectancy that leads to an everlasting hope and an assurance that Jesus will show up that is stronger than the assurance that watchmen have for mourning. Amen. And amen.